Oh, you sound like a passive-aggressive uh, phone sex worker. <laughs> you like this? Hmm? Hmm? Is this, is what, this you, what you're into? Is this what you like? Room podcast, baby doll. We're back. We are back, bitch, for another week of horror nonsense news reviews. Uh, maybe a giveaway or something. Other festivities involving horror in general. Jason Harrell has made his traumatic return. I'm in the his house. He made it back, y'all. What's what, up, Jason? Uh, oh, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm feeling much better this week. Yeah, you sound much better. Thank you very much. I didn't know that uh, AIDS could go into remission. What you can do is uh, shove a cucumber up your butt. Oh, okay. That's it. Well, knocks shit. it right I've, out of there. I've already prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need is a cucumber. I don't know if that helped anything or not, but man, did I enjoy that cucumber. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I think I'm over it, and the pinch nerve thing seems to have cleared up. I actually went for a run yesterday. That's been a long haul. It has. Uh, probably about uh, five weeks total oh okay but uh i, I gotta keep going to the chiropractor that. anyway yeah just to so hopefully it doesn't fucking come back yeah that's miserable i don't know if you've ever had that experience oh yeah it's miserable i've, I've had all of that good stuff <laughs> Perfect. You, for, you must have forgotten momentarily that i'm completely broken down you are 93 years old <laughs> <laughs> i forget sometimes <laughs> yeah, yes sir 13 years old mentally and 90 years old physically you're very spry for, <laughs> for a 93 13 year old <laughs> Right on, man. Well, what did we miss with you? What's new? Uh, let's see. We Since it's been several weeks, let's see. We wrapped up Halloween. Right. Another successful Halloween of come course. to a close. We had 200 tots, which are trick-or-treaters, in the biz. Okay. Um, let's see. We miss seeing you guys come around. Of course. Um, what else? Oh, we... In the microseconds of freedom that we have throughout our day, it, and it is microseconds, we have no time. Right. Um, we did celebrate a little uh, Sarah Palooza. We did. We had a good time. <clears throat> Got together with you and the rest of the gang and uh, celebrate Sarah's birthday. Yeah. And um, then in, in my the rest of my free time, I've been putting together a completely useless uh, website. I've seen it. For no reason at all. It is completely useless. Yes. <laughs> I, wa- I just wanted somewhere to put files and stuff that, fine. that I had access to, like wherever I went to. And yeah. I'm like, well, fuck, if, I got the, if I've got the web space, I might as well like, just put nonsense here, too. Put it up there. Sure. So you at least you know where it is. Yeah. Right? And if you need to review, because I know your, your memory is about 14 mm. minutes long. Yeah. And then you completely forget everything. So <laughs> now if you need to like check back on stuff. I forget some stuff. <clears throat> you can't even remember your own parties. <clears throat> 
You can't remember showing up to things. Well, it's because I'm an alcoholic. Oh, Jason. okay. That's the problem. <laughs> and I, not, not only am I an alcoholic, <clears throat> but I'm a terrible one who completely forgets how to drink. I don't know. That sounds like a successful alcoholic to me. I mean, most alcoholics... You're obviously meeting the goal. Well, I I meet the goal just way too early in the evening, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I'm laid out for three days after. (laughs) So I think most real alcoholics just continue drinking on into the next day and the day after and at work well, and all that you need to shit. raise your own personal bar i do i've uh i've got literally a bar i should start my own bar <laughs> for so, shitty alcoholics so for anybody wanting to see the nonsense i spew uh jason the nerd.com you're gonna love it go over there and <laughs> check it out you will not love it my you will my favorite <laughs> is the uh kindersharten oh yes yeah <laughs> feel free to read about me shitting my pants in kindergarten kindergarten you haven't lived until you've shat your pants in kindergarten. <laughs> That's it. It'll happen, my friend. Nothing to be ashamed of. Well, dude, uh, we got a regular horror show to get into here, amigo. We got Aye. horror news, listener mail. Hell all the, yeah. The regular shenanigans that you missed so much. Here comes some horror news. horror news what you got for me man very little okay uh and i mean my penis Uh, well i knew that uh i hear that welcome to dairy is going to be based in the 60s and will also include uh an origin story for pennywise very cool now this is the it prequel series ordered by hbo max yep Still unsure if uh, Skarsgård is going to be joining up, which would really stink. I kind of hope he doesn't. Do you? I mean, I don't. I have nothing against him. I thought he was a great Pennywise. Yeah. But let's let's not let's not cheapen what we had with Pennywise. You know what I mean? Let's let's. I mean, the the beauty of of Stephen King is that he builds these elaborate prop, plots, um, and and oftentimes they become distracting. Take for example, uh, Cujo. I know you're not literate, but I'll give you a brief snapshot. Uh, rabbit, the, like the thing with the dog and mm-hmm. the kid in the yeah. car, that's like the last two chapters. <laughs> Up to that point, <clears throat> it's all this cheating whore wife with the tennis coach mm-hmm. and the family drama that she's trying to get rid of him, but he won't fuck off and she feels really guilty about that. Doesn't sound like much of a story. It's not, but lightly dusted into that is, oh, the dog got bit by the, the bat and now he's starting to get a little woozy. And now he's getting more aggressive and nobody's paying attention. And the family that owns the dog is going away. No wonder his shit's like a thousand pages. Because he's drawing everything out. He does, but in his defense, these are usually very compelling stories. And like oftentimes I will forget that there is a fucking vampire or an alien or whatever the shit the problem <laughs> right. is. Oh, well, let me let me find out if he's going to catch her cheating or not. Yeah. You know, that's what I really want to I know. did actually get 400 plus pages into Insomnia. Okay. And just stop. <laughs> I could not. I tried, and I did the uh, the audible the where you drive around. Oh and my to gosh! It. I've listened to one book on tape. Yeah, whatever the hell you want to call it, that bored the shit out of me. I tried insomnia. I, I got about uh, halfway through because, from what I understand, that's like the beginning of the Dark Tower series. Oh really? Or there's like that's like one of the focal points. Hmm. Something that happens in insomnia. Yeah. I just couldn't, man. Yeah. Uh, guy beats the shit out of his wife and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just kind of lost interest. You know, I I can't. I get you. All right. Uh, last thing I got is uh, Terrifier Two 
possibly submitted for an Oscar nomination. Oh, good Lord. Now... In what category? Well, it, the thing is, is that there's no way it's going to be actually no. nominated. No, of course not. But it can be put uh, put up for consideration. Um, and I think it's just out of being funny. Okay. I think they did it just because. Just like an FU to the Academy? Sure. Yeah, I get it. it. Or it'd be really great if they actually have to watch that would be. the nominee. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Suck on that, you movie snobs. Yeah, that's all I got. What all you got? right. Well, first off, before we move past Terrifier 2, why is there not a horror category for the Oscars? There never has been. Mm-mm. Yeah, even when uh, I think Silence of the Lambs got won something. Didn't it win Best Picture or something like that? I believe so. They refused to call it a horror movie. The drama, crime they, drama. Yeah, they called it like a crime drama yeah. or some shit. The guy gets eaten in that movie, you motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, Neil Marshall, you know the name. You probably don't know the face. Um he is on board to direct a new horror series called Nightshade. Uh, it's still up for distribution. Hasn't actually started principal photography yet, but he does good work. Uh, Dog Soldiers, Descent, um, other movies that I'm sure were pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if he had any. I think he was like executive producer on Descent too. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm into it. You know, that's a topic for discussion. There is like uh, when you say buy these Blu-rays, and on the front it's like uh, from the producers of, yeah, or uh, presented by, yeah. That, Ain't that, doesn't that just mean they threw money at that it? Doesn't that doesn't mean shit? That does not mean a fucking thing at all. Okay. Case that's, in point, just making sure. There's a <laughs> what mo- I was thinking. There's a ridiculous fucking movie out there. That I think was supposed to be a remake of Carnival of Souls. It's called Carnival of Souls. It stars Shawnee Smith and stand-up comedian Larry Miller. And it says, Wes Craven presents Carnival of Souls. Mm -hmm. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I was actually at a film convention when somebody stood up and asked him about it. He had no knowledge of Carnival of Souls Hmm. at all. He's like, what? No, I, I don't know. And there was the the guy that was there had a poster and it said West Craven yeah. presents Carnival of Souls. You so could, you could probably have money in like a uh, production company. Yeah, you know you could be like just a mild contributor. Yeah, and if that you know throws money at a project, I guess it is presented by you. Right. So they could just like backdoor your name in there. Sure. And you're fu- you're in, dude. You had me a backdoor. Backdoor, baby. Woo. Uh, what else we got here? Speaking of back doors, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. her Pirates of the Caribbean movie has been canceled. Okie doke. Now, I wasn't upset at this. Um, it was I, From what I gathered, it was supposed to be uh, like a Pirates of the Caribbean adjacent sure, film. Of so probably no Johnny Depp or Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah. But this was going to be in the same universe of some kind and uh, female pirates. Yeah. What I'll, I would like to see Margot Robbie in some kind of a pirate ensemble. I'm we sure may have would. just unlocked a new kink for Darren. More Darryl. importantly, I think you'd like to see her pirate's booty. That too. Yeah. Well, there's other <laughs> movies where you that's that's uh, available. <laughs> uh, Smile, the movie, is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Saw that before I came over here. Yeah? Well, not the movie, but the advertisement. Oh, did you see the movie? No, me neither. Now, now I'm absolutely going to watch. I it. will probably check it out tomorrow. I was going to do a like a day one purchase on it, but I'm really happy to see that it's streaming. Yeah, let's uh, let's why let's 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 be uh, let's show some restraint there, Mister Harold. I know you got your debit card in your hand. I hear good things. You're itching for a steel book or a limited <laughs> release or something with a poster. God damn Don't it! Don't judge me. <laughs> 
Kevin Smith is teasing uh, plans for Red State 2. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how he pulls that off. Uh, it would be horrible. Um, well. I, I just don't. I don't think that lightning could strike twice in the same place, man. Michael Parks is dead. I really, so, really like, and that's that's a great that's actually movie. a movie I keep forgetting about. I think it got a very limited uh, release on Blu-ray. Oh, and I think so. I think it's kind of costly now if oh, yeah? you want to pick it up. Um, I I definitely want to. I'd love to revisit that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. I don't know. I mean, Michael, you can't bring Michael Parks back or his character. Um, I don't know where you go with it. Yeah, I don't know where you could and possibly I f- take I feel that. like, I mean, in today's political climate and Kevin <clears throat> Smith being known for laying it laying it on pretty thick with the politics, I mean, it was, it was at least tasteful in red state, you mm-hmm. know? You could see some shit like that happening. Yeah. This time, he might just fucking go balls out with yeah, it. Yeah, he's kind of tilted over a certain direction pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's, it's all I can do to be team kevin smith anymore yeah uh, i am really excited about clerks three though okay good for you have that steelbook already pre-ordered of course you do <laughs> i knew it that's all we got on the horror news my man how about some listener mail Aye. listener mail Oh, yeah, it's going to be a short one tonight, dude. Let's start things off. Over in jolly old England, here comes Cat, the horror slut. Chip, chip. Subject line, questions. Evening, gent, or possibly gents. I do hope you and your family are feeling better and that you have some company tonight. I do, Cat, actually. Thank you very much for that. As for your questions about all the agents in the movie, I thought they were mostly Chrome Skull's employees and that it was just because he was extremely rich. I didn't really think much into it, which probably made the movie more enjoyable for me. I may have to work on some thank you bribery, <laughs> and am possibly thinking something in red. I like the sound of that. I hope everyone has a safe and healthy week. Cat. Jason, yes. without punching <clears throat> me in the face, oh, did you watch the late Rest movies? I watched the first one. Okay. Did you watch the second one? Nope. Okay. I would have if I would have been showing up. Okay. Despite my better judgment. How how mad are you at the first Laid to Rest movie? I wasn't mad at it. It's, um, it's not what I would call good. Okay. it's It has Grand Canyon-sized holes in it. Um, of it, course. It has a lot of just irrational nonsense. Right. Uh, you seem to like it significantly more than me. So I... The, the beauty of Laid to Rest... I like the kills. It sure, It had some yeah. really good kills. Oh, yeah, there. definitely. The The beauty of Laid to Rest for me, I think Kat kind of summed it up nicely. Turn your brain off, watch the slasher, don't ask questions. And you kind of have to put the visor of 2008 on it, too. Like with the weird text messaging devices and the <laughs> GPS things. And- that dude's camera was fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Great it was thing. like he had a Betamax recorder <laughs> mounted to his shoulder. <laughs> <coughs> i forgot with, all about that thing with the viewfinder on <laughs> yeah. the entire time the entire time as if like to put a neon sign on guy his got incredible battery life he did and then well with the funny part though is every time it went to like found footage the battery light was flashing yeah like it's gonna die any second now and then like i remember one part where the chick was like uh she was trying to use the camcorder 
and she opened it up and was going to put batteries in it and it was just like two double a batteries yeah that's it never seen a camcorder with two double a batteries nope. if it's out there i want it <laughs> it's got to go in the collection yep i'm sure there is one somewhere but getting back to it um it's 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 so here's the problem first one okay not the best thing i've ever seen but pretty good kills mindless slasher all right second one i felt like he tried they he they tried to answer every single possible question you could have about the first one by blowing it up to this global conspiracy level with this weird mega corporation and all this it comes down to a stripper and a psycho and a skull mask if you had the ability to make a movie wouldn't you want to make a universe well sure of course sure I don't know that I would go from <laughs> acid face in a gas station right. to tinfoil hat land. Sure. You know, that's a bit of a leap in, in one movie. Well, you know, he was probably wrestling with the, you know, the kind of idea that he wouldn't get a chance for a third. So he really wanted to just shoehorn in everything. Well, he didn't. No, he definitely he, didn't. He died. He, he so. ate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed. You're probably right, Cat. I'm thinking way too much about uh, uh, Chrome Skull laid to rest too. But thanks for writing in. Uh, back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line: Peekaboo. Evening padded room. Darian, I hope you and yours are feeling better and that you got someone in tonight. If not, I still enjoy the solo shows, and it's easier to peek in as the windows aren't as steamed up. Ha <laughs> ha. Next, Terradome fights are looking really good. With that, I want to mention the Predators have thermal vision and the Brides are cold and dead. Just something to think about. As Educate with Offseason, I did watch the trailer and read up on it while looking for Lovecraftian movies, and I do think it's a fantastic movie. This week, are you Dementia 13? Oh, and when you read your clues, can you lean a bit to the left, please? It helps me see from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got me, Cowboy. I am Dementia 13. Well done. That was. I feel like that was a layup. Have you seen Dementia 13? Uh, I have it. I've never seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. It's a very. It's Francis Ford Coppola's first yeah. movie. Um, it was part of a Vestron um, box set, like series yeah. that was being still is being produced. Nice. And uh, so I picked it up, but I, I've yet to watch it. Uh, you'll probably like it. Very cerebral. Back to my 12-hour day. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in. And that is all we have for listener mail, my friend. Anything for cat or cowboy? Just love. Love and hugs and kisses. And all the sweetest things. All righty. I guess it's time to get into a movie, amigo.
you're probably wondering what the fuck movie we're doing this week. Because <laughs> that uh, trailer was just a lot of breathing and uh, door slamming. We're doing Hush. It's from 2016, written and directed by Mike Flanagan, starring Kate Siegel, Jason Harrell. Now, your, your favorite. <sighs> I'm being facetious. I, I don't mind her. I'm not mad at her. Yeah, but you generally make a dig every, every time you talk about a Mike Flanagan. No, well, yeah, with a little bit. She's got m- way more chops. I, like, I can you understand so? him putting her in his movies okay. way more than Rob Zombie putting Sherry Moon Zombie in okay, his Okay, here, here's my stance. What other reason would you have for directing, getting into film directing other than to get on top of hot chicks? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Making something cool? Well, no. (laughs) Well, yes, but on top of a hot chick. Why would you not put said hot chick in the movie, especially if she can't act? So I I guess I just don't understand why Flanagan gets a free pass and Rob Zombie doesn't. Because Sherry Muzami can't act worth the sure shit. Sure, she can. Come on, dude. Sure. Look. What? I, w- I, I will come to his defense frequently. Okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> let it be said. All right. She cannot act. What? Give me, a, give me a bad. Give me an example of her bad acting. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. What's wrong with that? Way over the top. She was supposed to be. She's a playing a psycho. No, but you, again, it's the Franklin Franklin effect. Oh God! There is the Heather Donahue. There effect. is playing it for effect, and then there's just being extra. Okay. Well, in that in that context, do we are we going to attribute that to her or to him giving her direction to play it up? No, her delivery is shit too. Nah, I disagree. Uh, her delivery of her lines at the opening of Halloween completely flat it it well what it is is it sounds exactly like her it okay. sounds like she's reading some lines right it's very flat it's very sherry moon zombie presenting lines okay uh almost everything really I, with the exception of maybe um uh lords of salem that was she does okay in there oh uh, she's decent enough in monsters which is fucking terrible by Still the way i haven't seen it yeah oh it's so bad really we didn't laugh once. Well, I heard you have to be like a monsters. Dork. Not even remotely true. I like the monsters. This it, this does nothing. And it, no, in no, no way, shape, or form. Nothing at all. No, it spits on. Oh, wow. monsters fandom. Wow, I think <laughs> he's no Herman. All right, I'm sorry that Fred Gwynn is dead, <laughs> but we have to move on, Jason. <laughs> All right, anyway. Just bury his ass in the graveyard. (laughs) Boys down the lane getting real right out. Hmm. (laughs) Kate Siegel, Michael Trucco, and John Gallagher Jr. Um, So that being said, um, this is a standard home invasion movie uh, with a few tweaks. And uh, I think some of them worked and some of them didn't so much. Okay. we're going to start off out in the woods. We've got a young lady. Now, this is this is one of the things that I really love about Flanagan. Mm-hmm. The Flaniverse, yes. as it's called. Yeah. Which is kind of, I don't know, it makes it sound vaguely Filipino or something. Um, all these things kind of tie in, in a weird, roundabout kind of a way. Uh, this young lady is an author. Her name is Maddie Young. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to know that name just yet, but you'll get into, we'll get into how she fits into things here in a few minutes. Uh, she is deaf and mute, so she cannot hear or speak. Uh, but she is some kind of an accomplished author. 
which is kind of cool. Um, she's trying to make dinner for herself. So the thing about this movie is that we go long expanses of the film with zero dialogue and like zero sound for that matter. Uh, I read that Flanagan and added in like ambient sound just to kind of add some tension here and there, mm-hmm. but I didn't really catch any of it. Did you? No. I, I mean, mean, maybe it, like, like the crickets chirping or something in, on the outside or something it, like it, that. It just, I mean, everything kind of seemed natural. Yeah. But I, I felt like he maybe turned it up a little bit here and there. Hmm. Uh, either way, it's not like obnoxious. Um, she's trying to get dinner ready. Uh, pretty soon her next door neighbor comes over and, uh, it's a hot, hot young redhead named Sarah. And they, they kind of chatted up a little bit. They're using sign language to, to speak. And we learn that Sarah lives, she says next door, but mm. in this country, foresty kind of a setting, that's probably at least a quarter mile away. Right. Yeah, at least a good little hop. Up, yeah. So. Uh, I, I didn't recognize her at first. Sarah, yeah. Sarah pointed out. Sarah pointed out that the character Sarah was the like nun-like lady from Midnight Mass. The nun-like. Oh, the cunty one. The cunty one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's way hotter in this movie. <laughs> the one in Midnight Mass. Yeah. Man, does she play a good bitch? Though. She does, though. Look out. We'll get to that in a second. Anyway, uh, they come up and they're talking, and this is where we find out that Maddie Young played by Kate Siegel, is actually the author of Midnight Mass, which is pretty cool. It is. Now, this is, uh, what, three years before the Netflix series? Three, four Mm, years? Yeah. And they're already talking about characters that we're going to meet in that series. As soon as she brought up Aaron and Riley, I was like, Flanagan, you motherfucker, you got me again. Hmm. I don't know how he did it, but he fucking backdoored me or something. (laughs) Because Riley and Aaron are major characters in Midnight Mass. And, uh... I wonder, it makes you wonder, like, is this all part of one big blueprint, or is he just bullshitting his way through this and making it up as he goes? It works. It does. I wish I I don't know, but I love it. I wish I had the capacity to come up with that. Uh, If I had to make my own uh, Darien verse, it would be mostly porno. (laughs) I'll tell you right now. Uh, So that's kind of cool. And she's like talking about the ending and things like that. And. She loved the book, which is pretty cool. So um, after a, a few minutes, we f- we forgot that we left the sauce cooking or whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, smoke alarm goes off. And because Maddie is deaf, it's like a whole rave goes off in her kitchen all of a sudden. Yeah, the lights, it's like the, a klaxon. The, the, total klaxon. Yeah. Uh, that's, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of klaxon. Uh, strobe lights and buzzers and all kinds of shit. They go running inside and, and it's not really a fire. It's just, uh, some food burning, but, uh, they get it sorted out. Sarah's like, Oh my God, sorry about dinner. Why don't you come over and hang out with us? And she's like, no, I got to get back to writing. So Sarah takes off and goes walking through the woods. Uh, now it's not dark yet. So we're not that creeped out just yet, except that Maddie is all alone in this very nice house mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods. Way too many windows. A lot of windows in this place. But I guess that kind of lends itself to the scenery. So uh, Maddie goes about, uh, I don't know, making herself a snack and then kind of uh, checking out, like trying to get back into the reading or the writing, I mean. And she can't, I guess she was writing a sequel to Midnight Mass, maybe. I'm not sure. Because, like, as she's writing, you see the names Aaron and Riley come up, but she's got multiple different endings written for this book, and she 
can't figure out which one she wants, well, I think. You know, I can't remember character names and shit like that. Of course. So the I while I got the reference of the Midnight Mass book, right. the names were completely lost. Okay. Well, those are two of the main characters yeah. in, the, in the series. So um, it's funny because I've watched it two or three times now. <laughs> I, think, I think I've watched it twice. Yeah. God, that's a good one. It is. Give me a quick power ranking on the Mike Flanagan Netflix series. Midnight Mass, okay. number one. Right. Um, Haunting of Hill House, number two. Okay. Uh, Bly Manor, three. Okay. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. And then we're supposed to get a uh, House of Usher, I think, next year. Okay. I go probably Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, Bly Manor. That would be my... Hill power. House was great, but it uh, kind of farted out at the end for me. That episode six, man... I will shit my pants to the... I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I will still take a dump right in my pants. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you've seen it. A kindershorten. Kindershorten. Uh, anyway, so uh, she goes on. She's got... I guess she's got a boyfriend or... Maybe she was getting out of an abusive relationship or something. That She has a love interest that is trying to Skype her. And for a second, she's like, oh, let me talk to him. But then she, no. And then she kind of moseys around for a minute and she's like i'm gonna call him back but then it rings twice and she hangs up on him i don't know what's going on with this dude his name is greg um i think that's all we get he was probably part of the reason that she left the city yeah because uh she is she mentioned in in a conversation she's gonna have with her sister here in a few minutes she says straight up that she didn't leave the city by choice she uh, or she didn't choose to be isolated. Uh, she had to leave the city, and that's why she's out there in the woods. So I think that there may have been something there. I'm not trying to read too much into it or anything. Uh, anyway, as the uh, as this is happening, unfortunately, uh, Sarah comes running up to the window, beaten and bloodied, and she's banging on the windows for Maddie to let her in. Maddie is casually going about her business as this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the person chasing Sarah, um, here comes our, our slasher dude, our, uh, assailant, if you will. Um, what did you think of this dude, Jason? Initially? Yeah. Love the face. The mask. I love the mask. Okay. Um, I, I mean, a little foreshadowing here. Uh, I'm actually disappointed that that goes away. Me too. The mask that he wears, I would call it a very nonchalant mask Mm -hmm. it's basically just a blank white um kind of disinterested looking face is the only way i can describe Mm -hmm. it which kind of adds like a nice juxtaposition because when he's he chases sarah down and stabs the living piss out of her right there in front of maddie's window with just this kind of ho-hum look on his mask face oh it's great yeah it's very cool uh stabs the crap out of her leaves her there dead and then just kind of stares at maddie for a few minutes Mm -hmm. Maddie, of course, is completely oblivious to all this, so she goes on about writing and doing some household chores and pondering getting back with her ex, possibly, or whatever the fuck that situation was about. Uh, Has a Skype call with her sister. Sister comes in. um, So am I correct in assuming that Maddie could read lips over Skype and that's how she understood what her sister was saying? Or was her sister using sign language? uh, I think both okay i think she was signing and speaking you're but, prob- but you're she can right. read lips because she Reads eventually the, tells yeah. the bad guy that oh yeah she can read lips so while that's going on her sister's like hey who's that behind you yeah 
And then Maddie's like, oh, what? I don't know. It's probably the bitch cat. Probably the bitch cat. She has a cat literally named Bitch, which is unfair to the cat. <laughs> we don't even know if that cat's a female, Jason. Yeah, if you're going to call it anything, call it pussy. Puss or cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, she's like, oh, it's probably just a cat. Let me let you go, and I'm going to go feed the cat. So then she gets her little cat food tray, and she walks around shaking it, which is like, you know, that's how she calls the cat, tell the fucking cat to come eat. Uh, cat never shows up. So she's like, all right, fuck yourself, fucking cat. Puts the uh, food down and goes back to her writing. Pretty soon she's getting Skype messages or I guess text messages from her own cell phone. Yeah, like uh, iMessages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to her computer. Yeah, from her own phone, from herself to her account on her Mac. Right. Yeah. And it's pictures of her as she was walking around mm-hmm. trying to feed the cat. So somebody's got her phone yeah. and is taking pictures of her and now sending them to her. So she's officially freaked out. The messages are coming from inside, inside the house. Inside the house. <laughs> uh, she's walking around. She's all freaked out. She gets to the front door and the fucking <laughs> thing is open. She's like, oh, shit. What's going on here, Jason Harrell? She comes around the corner and there's our bad guy mm-hmm. standing right out there. Holding her phone like, eh, I got your phone. Uh, as far as slashers go, like, this guy is fairly unthreatening, aside from the mask, I would say. Yeah. Um, he looks like he just got off a skateboard in <coughs> 1993. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeans, uh, jacket, uh, he's got a knife on him, wearing the mask, he's got a beanie on, <coughs> neck tattoo. Who doesn't have a neck tattoo these days? Um, he's like, I got your phone here. And she's like, oh, but she runs up and locks the door on him. So from there we begin our cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on here that I cannot do justice to, uh, in the, in the mode of just me telling you about it because there's a lot of atmospheric stuff. Yeah. Naturally his first move is to cut the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's running around in the dark. Then he disables her Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. so she can't use the computer. Now she's all kinds of freaked out as she should be. Now, at this point, this is when I the, the question I have to ask you, Jason. Say you're a home invader. At what point do you just apologize and fuck off? Because this guy took a beating and yeah. lost some very expensive weaponry. <laughs> at some point, you just have to say, I'm going to call this one a wash and I'm going to be on my way. I'm sorry for the inconvenience yeah. <laughs> and for wasting your time. I will send you a check for the windows. Uh, at, at a point in the movie kind of deeper into the movie uh he even recognizes his own shortcomings oh yeah like he knows he's a wuss yeah uh but given his victims the element of surprise yeah um i mean he's still got the upper hand he does but (coughs) or he at least should she puts a pretty good beating on him yeah you know and there is a lot of i would say up until like well the very end she's probably winning the fight mm-hmm. you know just in this using her little hit and run tactics or suppose whatever you want to call it you yeah. know uh anyway we'll get back to that as we go on uh so he's walking around the perimeter of the house uh and there's like this kind of funny scene where she's like following him from window to window locking every window behind him a good rock is going to get you inside that place yeah and even he He's said, like, he said that. I come in any He's time like, yeah, I want. I can come in whenever I want. But I'm going to walk about 18 more laps around the outside first. 
Yeah, I didn't really get the point Me of that. Me neither. I think he had a Fitbit on. He wanted to get his steps in. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, anyway, uh, at one point she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to finagle my way out of it. So she grabs some lipstick and she writes on a window, um, haven't seen your face, boyfriend's coming home soon. Uh, just fuck off or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And then she kind of flashes the light at him and he comes up and looks at it and he takes his mask off. Mm -hmm. Now you've seen my face. And which I really, really like. I like that she said that. I like that he was so brazen that he revealed himself. I like that too. But I didn't like that he didn't go back to the mask because he he's a lot wussier. Yeah. He looks like somebody that I could probably take in a fight. Plus, I don't know. He's like a really good guy in 10 Cloverfield Lane and I really like I really like the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, it's that guy." I like I know that, that guy. guy. He's all right. You're not fooling me with a neck tattoo. What's he doing out here with the <laughs> knife in a mask? Get out of here. Uh, I get it. Yeah, he's you could you could have done you could have found somebody much more intimidating than that dude. That guy, like I said, looks like he just got off a skateboard. Yeah. Um, so if he would, I really, really wish he would have went back to the mask for the remainder of the film. Yeah. Or maybe just move that closer to the end, mm-hmm. you know, the unmasking part. Uh, we're only like half hour in at this point. The mask is already off. Yeah. And he is now walking hot laps around. He's got a crossbow. Pulls out a crossbow on your bitch ass. Look out, man. Uh, he's walking around. He's, you know, banging on the windows. She, eventually she hatches this ingenious idea that she is going to make a run for it because she is just kind of walking with him around the house so she can clearly see where... all The house is pretty much made of glass. Yeah, it is. So she can just see where he is at any given time and be like, oh, he's over there. I'm going to come over here and uh, be on my merry way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she can't hear anything, and that's a problem. And she can't... It's okay that she can't talk, really, but uh, she can't hear like when he's running at her or anything like that. Well, what I do like is that as a victim who is deaf, you have no idea how much noise you're generating in your attempt to sneak away. Very true. Especially with all those fucking leaves around. Yeah, out in the woods. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so she tries to make a run for it, ends up having to duck underneath the uh, front deck of her house. Mm-hmm. He goes up there. Uh, she can, like, feel the vibrations in the woods, in the wood as he's walking around. Very, very cool. So at least she knows he's up there. Uh, he catches her. She runs back in the house. Um, all that's pretty pretty scary. And from there, there's a lot that I have to kind of blow past because there's a lot of uh, her setting off her own car alarm, and that kind of throws him off for yeah. a minute. Uh, her like trying to get get a knife and things like that. Very cool. Um, at a certain point, she realized, or I, no, actually, she doesn't realize it. He takes the dead body of Sarah and starts fucking with her. Yeah. Like he's he's holding up dead Sarah and like banging on the window. Now you're just being an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, you killed Sarah. Uh, if you wanted to kill me, why don't you just come in here and do it, you fucking asshole? Uh, but now she realizes that Sarah's dead. That's very sad and stuff. And he left Sarah's body bent over a dumpster, I think, right outside of a window. So she, again, is like timing him as he goes through there. Uh, at one point he is like supposed to be on the other side of the house. So she leans out of the window and starts rifling through Sarah's pants, hoping to find a cell phone. He catches her doing it, of course, and goes running over and I think slashes her hand or something like that. Or no, this is when, uh, 
she hits him in the face with a hammer. He's trying to pull her out. She grabs the hammer and smacks, or no, she hits his hand and busts his hand open. I think it was with the hammer, wasn't it? Can't recall. She busts his hand open somehow. Because I know there's one part where he closes her hand in a window or that door. That is probably the most painful looking handbrake. Oh, that's towards the end. That's yeah. pretty gnarly. That, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. God! Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, yeah, she busts his hand open and that's pretty bad. And uh, at this point, he's still walking around fucking with her. Again, well, I can come in anytime I want and kill you. Okay. I don't know what the fucking holdup is then. Um Sarah's boyfriend comes over, who is a big yeah. strapping dude. Yeah. I'd be scared of Sarah's boyfriend. I think his name was John or something like that. He comes over. He sees the house is pitch black. He's like, hey, Maddie, you in here? What's going on? Uh, Maddie can't hear him because he's like out at the front. Here comes our uh, our uh, home invader, runs up, and he's like, hey, get your hands where I can see him. He's doing basically in a rather ingenious move, I thought, mm-hmm, yeah. pretending to be a police officer responding to a call. Yeah. Um, John was a little too quick to buy that story, though. Yeah. Especially yeah. when kind of seeing him. Yeah. You know, you're a skater with a neck tattoo. You're a skater tattoo. with a neck tattoo. You fucker. Yeah. But John gets kind of wise to him because he's like, oh, I was responding to a call. It looks like the power's out and there's nobody here. And he's like, hey, yeah, uh, I'm just looking for my girlfriend, Sarah. I thought maybe she came here, but then I got here and saw this. As this conversation goes on, Jonathan quickly is like, this guy's a little fruity. And I don't, I'm don't, i not buying this police officer bit. But then uh, the home invader guy pulls out. Uh, he takes John's phone, and he's going to, quote, unquote, use it to call for backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a very bogus phone call. I got a 1019 on a, <laughs> on a 412. I'm going to need a couple cars out here. Uh, yeah, worst, like, fake numbers ever. Yeah, I got a nine, <laughs> I've got a 417-849. I got a 49er on a 1 Adam 12. Uh, make that an extra large to go. Uh, but when he puts, his, he puts John's phone in his pocket, when he takes it back out to give it to him, Sarah's necklace pops out and hits the deck. Mm-hmm. That's when John sees it, and he's like, oh, what the fuck is this? So John quickly surmises that he needs to take this guy down. So he's like, hey, uh, I think Maddie keeps a hidden key in this planner over here. You should check that out. So he's like, oh, yeah, great. I'll just go digging through the planner here. And then John picks up a rock like he's about to bust him in the head. And that's when Maddie pops out. and She's like banging on the window. And John gets stabbed right in the neck. That was pretty cool. Um, what was even kind of – I kind of was thought it was kind of cool too. He's like, hey. It's done. You don't need to fight. You're going to yeah. be dead in three minutes. I mean, my uh, my chance of beating you in a fair fight, yeah. next to none. He's like, you're a big dude. Okay, <laughs> I didn't stand a chance. I had to kill you, and I'm sorry. There's no point in getting a fight now. I'm, I'm a skater with a neck tattoo. That's all I am, and I got the, the drop on you there. So let's just take it easy. John grabs him anyway, and he's like wrestling him to the ground as he's bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie sees this, and she's like, what am I going to do? I don't, what should I do? Uh, so instead of running, she just kind of plays out all these scenarios in her head. And mm-hmm. I thought this part was pretty cool. Now we did glaze past the part where she, um, she gets up on the roof and she's about to, to make a getaway up there. But then he shoots her in the leg with the crossbow. She makes it up the trussle and back into the attic 
And he chases her, but once he gets up there, she grabs the crossbow away from him and then kicks him off the roof. Yeah. Now, if she knew, unfortunately, I'm guilty of this. If somebody handed me a crossbow and said, kill that zombie, the fuck is, how do I, it's like a bow and arrow, right? You just pull, or how does that work? I don't know. She doesn't know either. So she's fucking around trying to load this thing while he's coming in the window. But at least she has a crossbow now. That's the good news. The bad news is she got shot right in the leg with it. Mm -hmm. And I guess she's bleeding pretty heavily. Yeah, she's bleeding out. We get a very Rambo-esque scene of her. Uh, tourniqueting her her leg there, pretty gnarly. Uh, so that happens. He kills John. Uh, she's thinking to herself, "I can't run because I'm limping and I don't really know where I'm going, and I don't, I'm deaf and I can't hear if he's running up on me." So that's a bad idea. And she's like visualizing all this in her head as she's doing it. Yeah, in in the very beginning of the movie, um, Sarah is talking to her about how do you come up with the endings of your story. And she says, well, my mom calls it like writer's brain. She says, I'm able to see all of the possible outcomes of a story. Mm -hmm. And then I obviously go with the one that makes the most sense and is the best ending. So that's how she like visualizes all of these endings. Yeah. So one is her running, in which case he tackles her and beats her to death with a rock. Mm -hmm. The other one is her uh, hiding under the deck again, in which case he just drags her out. Mm -hmm. The other one is... um, her just waiting him out, in which case she just bleeds out in the bathtub. Uh, basically, there's only she, she runs herself through all these ideas, and the only one that comes to mind is, "Well, I'll just kill him." Yep, that makes sense it's to only me. One thing I can do: kill yep, him. Yep, I'm going to kill him. So John is outside, still strangling this prick. Uh, unfortunately, John expires, and the prick gets away. But just as he's getting up and like catching his breath and going through John's pocket. Um, Maddie runs out there with the crossbow and shoots him right in the shoulder with it. And she's like, gotcha, fucker. And he's like, ah, I bitch. And then he starts running and she's like, shit, I forgot how to do this. So she just drops the crossbow. Or no, she takes the crossbow with her, but she drops her last arrow as she's going in the, the kitchen door, the slider. So she reaches out to grab the arrow and that's when he slams her hand in the door and then stomps on it. And basically breaks her hand into 50,000 pieces. Yeah. That was a good-looking broken hand. That looked extremely painful. Yeah. Fingers are not supposed to go in those directions. (laughs) I can tell you that. They're not supposed to. She Uh, would make an excellent, like, crip. Because it looked like she was just throwing gang signs. She could throw up all kinds of... (laughs) She is hardcore, that one. Don't fuck with that bitch. Uh, anyway, she's like, ah, and at this point, like the blood, the blood loss is kicking in. It's getting even worse. Um, he's, he's got an arrow poking out of his shoulder. So he's all pissed off now and his hand is jacked up. Uh, he's like, I can kill you anytime I want. So she just like writes on the window, just get in here and do it. Then you piece of shit. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. So he's like, so he goes and gets a tire iron and starts smashing away at the window. Apparently, this is like that window shatterproof glass. It's fucking rock solid, man. You need (laughs) you need like an impact hammer or something because that that tire iron took a beating. Ain't doing shit. Uh, But he is kind of a dweeb. He is, and I don't think he worked out very much other than riding a skateboard. Uh, She runs upstairs to the bathroom and barricades herself in there. Uh, before she does though, she types, uh, on her last ending, uh, of the book she was writing white male, five, two green eyes, neck tattoo. I died fighting. And then she closes the laptop, runs upstairs, barricades herself in. Now I'm a little shady on this part, but did he pop out of the bathtub? It seemed like it. 
came through the bathroom window. Oh, did he? Yeah, it, it's actually one of my favorite scenes. Okay. Because she's sitting there waiting for him, him to come door. through the door. Yeah. She has no idea that the window's being broken out behind her. So you see the glass oh, just okay. kind of artistically falling behind her. Uh-huh. Making no noise. Right. And then that's when he makes his, his move on. So, her. well, actually, uh, he starts talking right behind her, and that's how she feels like the air brushing on her hair. Right. So he gets behind her. I think he was in the bathtub. And he's like, Yeah, he lowered lower down into the bathtub. Yeah. I bet if I hit you in the right spot, I could make you scream, even though you're mute. And then just like on the on the T and mute, the hair on the back of her neck gets blown. And she just does like a quick side bendy mm-hmm. and then into a wheel roundhouse stab. Foot. Cacao. <laughs> and catches him right like it looked like in the inner thigh. Yeah. Which would be a good place because that's where a, a major artery is. Uh, she immediately just jumps up and hauls ass out of there. Uh, slams the door behind her. He's like, ah. She's running down the stairs. This is when the blood loss finally catches up to her. She makes it to the kitchen, manages to set off the smoke alarm, which I guess you could, is just a manual thing. You can just throw the switch. And then he comes down after, and now we get this very climactic scene of him choking her out and her losing consciousness and at the last second reaching for a corkscrew and jamming it into his neck. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. She lays there for like another... 30 seconds regaining consciousness and then she goes out to the porch and that's when you see all the sirens coming up and the the flashing lights and all that stuff what did you think of hush my man love it it's a good show right it's really good um very very pleased this so this is my second viewing liked it even more than the first time it really irks me that all these damn flanagan movies are not available to buy i got a guy for you. i know you got a guy i got a guy (laughs) He's a guy. <laughs> but in legitimate fashion, uh You can't buy irritates it. No. Really? No. Fuck. Okay. Netflix only. Just Fucking like, fuck just like that. Midnight Mass. I hate that, man. He he's even said um that he he like in a conversation or a tweet or something, he had said something about he he himself wishes that uh they would his movies physical would be releases. released on physical media. Yeah, me too. Um, I could have swore I saw a uh, Haunting of Hill House. They they may have done the first one. Yeah, but I think I think Netflix has learned just like with Stranger Things. Yeah, season one, season two was released uh, on Blu-ray and uh, 4K. Yeah, um, there's not been anything after that because I think Netflix realized, oh shit, we keep hemorrhaging membership. Yeah, but. People love rewatching these things, so yeah. we just won't release them on physical. You fucking They have assholes. to keep the subscription to watch it again. Yeah. Or get another trial subscription and cancel it as soon as it's That's why I just finished up Stranger <laughs> Things yet again. <laughs> I can set up as many emails as I have to. I have no problem with that, motherfuckers. Uh, it's a good show. It's... Um, as far as home invasions go, this one is probably one of the more tense. And the reason I say that is because the main character is deaf and mute. So there, that adds like that, that creepy silence mm-hmm. that really builds into it, you know? Because, I mean, if you, remove, if you remove the weird music and the creaky floors and, uh, you know, the shattering glass from the strangers, you're really not left with much. Um or even if you take like the uh, 
the the quippy one-liners away from your next. It's it's more of a comedy, you yeah. know. But uh, this one, there's a lot of questions that don't get answered. But I don't know if I want the answers. You know, who is this guy? What's his problem? Why is he fucking around out in the woods? Yeah, and on his uh, crossbow, he had like scratches. Yeah, kill marks. Looked like a little kill marks. Yeah, and he was up to like a good thirteen, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, more than a few up there. So I don't know, man. Uh, great show. Definitely check it out. Um, I guess you can't buy the Blu-ray or anything. Nothing. Fuck. But you know a guy. I do know a guy. And he does good work. He does. I love it. Uh, we're going to take a break, dudes. We'll come back to you with some other stuff. like what you hear head over to the padded room facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation check out the t-villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show and we are back jason yep yes sir i'll tell you what my friend tell me if we were being home and i mean if you're gonna how do you live out in the woods, secluded-like, and not own a firearm? I agree. You know? Yeah. You would think that that would probably come with the house. Again, I, I think mistake number one, way too many windows. I get it. You want to see the trees. Yeah. I think that was a selling point. Or There's at least no security a, uh, there. None whatsoever. 
I mean, just even if you're not thinking about like weirdos with uh, neck tattoos, bears. There's bears out there, you know. And if you're if you're uh, vi- or I guess impaired like she was, dude, you got to have like a life alert. I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. Yeah, you something. know something. Yeah, for sure. What are you gonna do? Bear gets in the house. She won't even know. You can't trust Wi-Fi alone. And, and you can't trust bears. Man cannot live by Wi-Fi alone. There's fucking bears. Man I heard bears. they're attracted to ladies' periods. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> what do you got, your period? What is it, your <sighs> period? All right, my man. You ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yep. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Jason Harrell, we are about to announce the Inferno Conference champ- Conference Championship. Burr, 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 burr. You ready for this? Yep. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer. The house was falling apart. The boards and the doors on the window the boards on the boards on the doors and the windows were doing their job, but they wouldn't last forever. Frank was running out of t- time. The creatures arrived somewhere out in the countryside. They immediately began reproducing and attacking. Before a month had passed, most of England had fallen. They were small, black, rodent-like creatures with sharp teeth and huge appetites. Before the TV went dead, news reports claimed that they were extraterrestrial in origin, but none of that mattered now. There was one doorway left for possible escape, the toy maker's box. Frank didn't like the idea, but time was running out and those things were out there. Alone he sat in the attic, candles quietly burning about him. He picked up the box and began to open it. In team's competition, we have the Critters versus the Cenobites, Jason. What do you think of that? Man. I mean... That's an interesting one. Wow. I don't... See... Theoretically, you would (laughs) think that the Cenobites could be overrun. I mean, there's nothing to suggest that they're anything more than physical flesh and blood, albeit highly gross mm-hmm. and full of uh, S&M type paraphernalia. Um, I'm going to go with critters. I think I'm going to go with the Cenobites. And the reason I say that is because the only time we've ever seen the Cenobites actually get 
uh, banished or removed is when somebody figures out the toy maker's box and closes it. Mm-hmm. There's no way a critter's going to figure that out, man. There's no <laughs> fucking way. Hey, what? Have you seen those cute little hands? Hey, they can figure the it out. Look at finger dips in there. <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> I am going with the Cenobites. Jason's taking the critters. That's your Terradome matchup for the weekend, mates. Uh, get us your votes by next week if you can. The mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Uh, or you can send us pictures of your boobs. Uh, you can uh, give us Zodiac uh, horoscopes if you like. We're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, we're happy to dispense relationship advice. Neither one of us has been all that successful in relationships, to be honest with you, but we're happy to uh, wax poetic either way. While you're thinking about that shit, how about some, what are you looking at, Jason? What are you looking at? I got one movie in this week. It's Mandrake from 2022. Have you seen it? Nope. It's uh, newly streaming on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Irish uh, witch sacrificing children in a very white trashy kind of a way. Mm, I'm sorry. Uh, with, I mean, I guess if it's Irish, it can't really be. It's Irish trash? Is that a thing? Green trash. <laughs> I don't know. Ginger man. trash. I, ginger trash. I don't know. I don't want to like stereotype Irish people or something like that, but it's very... Um, Rob Zombie by way of Northern Europe, I All guess, right. if, if that makes a lick of sense <laughs> to anybody. It's not a bad show. Uh, I don't want to give away the ending because there is kind of a twist in there. Uh, the stuff that, that goes down with the kids is a little much. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's all I'm looking at, Jay. What do you got? Oh, let's run through these since it's been a while. Sure. Uh, Alone in the Dark, which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, Father Stew, which was good. Uh that's Shit. the uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rewatch the Black Coat's Daughter. Finally picked that up on Blu-ray. Nice. Uh, Hush. Who invited them? That uh, was uh, on Shutter. Yeah. What do you uh, think of that? A little lackluster, but overall, you know, I was happy enough with it. Okay. Um, Shutter is really good for that. Yeah. I'm happy enough with it. Okay. <laughs> Um, Nothing wrong with compared it. to like uh, Screenbox. Yeah. So I picked up the uh, like seven day trial of Screenbox so I could watch Terrifier too. Right. Man, the, they got shit to watch. That's it's fucking terrible. So I downloaded it and I was flirting with the subscription. Yeah. Because I think it's like fifteen bucks a month. Damn, really? Yeah. It's not the end of the world, but Shutter is one of the best bangs for your buck. Yeah, you can't do hands any down. Yeah, you can't do any better than Shutter, I yeah. think. But uh, the cool thing about Shutter, all the Shutter's original uh, Shutter originals get physical releases. Yes, they do. They love us, dorks. Uh, so who invited them? Mom and Dad, which I forgot to bring your copy. Oh yeah, because I'm stupid and bought. Two, How dare you? Uh, two get different of versions. Of it. <laughs> uh, let's see. And uh, Terrifier two. What What do you think? Uh, you know, it's a very solid movie. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's, from what I hear, it's got everything we want. It's really, really long. Um, over two hours. Well over two hours. Um, loses a little something there towards the end. Not because of the pacing, just because it brings in some elements that are a little wacky. Oh, boy. Um, Santa's Little Helper from 2004. He doesn't have operatives, does he? Art the Clown. 
No. If he's the head of some fucking corporation <laughs> and black helicopters come in to rescue, that's going to be a little weird. Yeah, Mila Jovovich comes flying in. Shit. Art? Uh, Santa's Little Helper from 2004, which is a decent enough movie, but man, is it painfully slow. <laughs> um, and a movie that I watched uh, for the podcast, but never got a chance to talk to you about, mm. uh, to talk to you about is Dashcam. Okay. Oh, that's right. We uh, did that four or five weeks ago. Because the money, I believe, was on me absolutely hating it. it. Now, before you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, would you agree in my assessment that the opinion of that movie is going to teeter entirely on the main character? I think a good chunk of it has to do with the, the main character. Right. But I mostly think it's not the personality per se of the character. I think it's the political and ideological leanings of the main character. Okay. Because if you jump onto reviews on IMDb and shit like that, Mm. where it's rated really low, I'm sure it is. Um, I really think a lot of those are because of like her take on COVID and, uh, her masking. She has a hat. All of that shit. Yeah. And she brought a hat with her. Um, yeah, yeah, and a MAGA hat. Look out for that fucking hat, boys. So, uh, with that said, 8 out of 10, all day long. Wow! I love this movie. Sarah loved this movie. I want to own this movie. Look at you! This was uh, a fun, fun movie. I love her. (laughs) Uh, I really like the character. Okay. uh, Mostly because of a lot of her leanings. Okay. Uh, but also because I'm a huge fan of dick and fart jokes. Oh, she's got them. And making my own sick beats and rhymes. She's got those That basically too. call everybody just, you know. T- I make lots of, like, raps and stuff about people taking it up the ass. <laughs> um, so she's actually, that like, that's where she kind of s- started. Right. They found her doing that on YouTube. Okay. And they said, hey, this would make a good movie. So... That she actually she does is that. a this is a real person. Okay, that character is. She did say that it's kind of a, an exaggeration of her. Okay, but I've now since then I did a, a pseudo deep dive. Sure, she's pretty much that chick. Nice. She actually has that wraps in and drives yeah. show. Okay, and that's where the director saw her. <laughs> And he formed this whole movie around. I love it around that. I love that about her. Um, but she does lean towards a right. a, towards a lot of those beliefs okay. and stuff like that. I don't falter for it. Um, so no. Now I did disagree with some of her like behavior. Sure. Like she, like while we're definitely aligned in many ways, I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> To just to just John Q. Public, well, she's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> she's just an asshole to a lot of people for no good reason. Okay, so we had this discussion in your absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, I think, watched it and he hated her. Yeah, he didn't. He hated her. He hated her, and I don't know if that was because of her political leanings or just because of like the dipshit um, decisions she made. Yeah. Now, my stance, I rather enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I rather enjoyed her uh, political leanings notwithstanding mm-hmm. i don't i don't care which way she slings i just like her sick beats and her raps oh she's it's hilarious 
especially with the end credits. I thought it was oh, great. Oh, yeah, it's great. But uh, my stance on – regardless of what we now know to be true and that she is in fact this influencer or YouTuber type, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the modality of the live stream – you're going to make those bad decisions just to keep eyeballs on you, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, not unlike that um, – what was that other one we watched with the guy in the house? Deadstream. Deadstream. Um, Jeez, you can't remember shit. I can't. I, I'm losing it, man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, he was stuck in the house, but the eyes were already on him. Sure. So he probably – in the interest of – like, if he just, like, went into the corner and got into a fetal position mm-hmm. for – six 12 hours yeah nobody's gonna watch right. that's why he's up moving around yeah. you know you should, I, I wouldn't i'd be terrified and much like with her stealing the, her friend's car doing his uber eats job for him for yeah. no fucking reason and then this what do you think that was a vampire or uh i honestly i was leaning more towards alien okay um especially i there's not a lot to really base that opinion on it just seemed to kind of have tentacles and shit sure there towards the end okay but also in like the live chat uh people were saying oh that location that you're at is um it's uh like one of the ufo hotspots or something like that oh now i don't know if that was just people talking shit in the chat or if that was supposed to kind of plant a seed right i'll buy that either way uh i dug it i thought it was even alien interaction with standing i thought it was funny it was funny when it wanted to be funny yeah and it was also just really intense and action-packed and uh there was just a lot of kooky shit going on (laughs) and i appreciated that uh me too i I thought it was a really fun ride i enjoyed it quite a bit i'm I'm, i've thought for sure you would have hated and listening to her take 10 minutes to just basically say that everybody, you know, in the credits when she's like, so-and-so's a pedophile. So-and-so's taking it up the ass. So-and-so's a rapist. So it's With a fat like, dick. Right. Uh, it's fucking, I mean, it's just hilarious. Yeah, just as she's driving around. Yeah. Right on, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You threw me for a loop for that one. I thought you would have hated it. You have very little uh, tolerance for pe- for wacky people, and I thought you could have just said people, people in general, but <laughs> wacky people especially. Yeah, right on, man. Well, speaking of immersion therapy, why don't we jump into this week's? Bye. Immersion therapy. Dude, I tried. I tried and I tried and I tried. It took me like five five times to actually make it all the way through the movie. Yeah. Uh, early 80s pacing and some of the most ridiculous characters you've ever seen in your life. I, I got a little bit How of How dare you besmirch Dwight Schultz. You mean Howling, <laughs> Howling Mad, Mad Murdoch, Murdoch himself. From, from the original A-Team? <laughs> I got a little bit of a chubber when I saw him pop up. And then he played the biggest pussy in the entire movie. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. And then you had Donald Pleasance. Being very Donald Pleasance. Very, uh, oh, you know, I, he, I'm... Dr. Loomis's uh, weirdo gay brother, and I'm just going to give these psychos whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah, and his delivery of his lines was just 
really, really bad. It's like they told him to do uh, his best Richard Simmons impersonation <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I think Martin Landau was probably the, the preacher. He was probably yeah. the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. Because there's something about that guy that just gives you the – the heebie-jeebies to begin with. Man, Jack Palance is so level nine Jack Palance oh, yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right from the get-go. <laughs> Dr. Wright! Lots of mm, happy trails. Pauses with his breath. <laughs> that guy looked like he could kick anybody's ass at any given time. He's like 60 years old yeah, in this movie. He's so angry. I would not fuck with him for the world. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all in all... Uh, there was something sh- – I don't know. There was something – this is not a good movie. But at the same time, there was something about it that, that like, kept me actively watching it. Um, the way they telegraphed the, the guy who won't show you his face. Yeah. And naturally, at the end, it's the sister's boyfriend. Some rando. Some that just random shows that just shows up who happens to have the same hair color – and uh well know. funny enough i had completely forgotten the, that that guy. that guy was even part of the movie because they had so you thought like, he just freaked like out he just ran reason. away <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like because it was it was quite a while before <clears throat> that got brought back into play yeah 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 and i'm like oh fuck i forgot he was a guy <laughs> <laughs> oh that threw you for a loop i bet <laughs> it did probably made the movie better. i'm like hey nice you know that guy just freaked out for no reason that's a great reveal started spitting blood at the sister <laughs> fucking psycho i just it's just that early 80s pacing man and um if if the movie had started maybe with the blackout mm-hmm. instead of the 40 minutes leading up to it yeah. with him trying to be the good doctor and get to know all the patients and all that horse shit man man oh man it's hard. It's a hard one to get through. There was one scene that was actually really, really, like, visually cool. And it's when, like, the gigantic, like, the big guy. Oh, yeah. The pedophile guy. Yeah. When he, like, picks the, I think he's, like, a security guy at the hospital. The little black guy? The little black fellow. Yeah, and breaks him over just his Just breaks knee. his fucking back. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looked really good. Like, it really looked like he actually hoisted that fucker in the air and then just snapped him right across his leg. Yeah, that part was pretty cool. Yeah. If we could have started there, you know, (laughs) start with the the big escape. Spare me the family drama with the sister and the the concert and all that horse shit. But that was early. That's early 80s pacing for you. Yeah. We need to to get to know. Very odd ending, too. Yeah, with Jack, Jack Palance, Palance just goes to the concert. Hooking up with some and then like, pulls a gun, hot punk chick. Pulls a gun on her. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, you're cool. And he's like, all right. Look at your face. Put my gun away, I guess. And, and she's I, like, hey, face, don't you remember me? <laughs> I'm like, did I miss something where he what was called fuck? face? And where, No, nobody remembers you. Where did you come from? What is this? Where? I don't know, man. I uh, like, like I said, it was a hard one for me. Yeah. All right, inmates, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Auntie Lee's Meat Pies from 1992. <laughs> the title alone gets two thumbs up. Two thumbs right in the meat pie. <laughs> Starring Pat Morita and Karen Black, of all people. Find this bad if guy If ever streaming. there was a power couple. <laughs> oh, totally. Find this bad guy streaming on Tubi. Check that shit out. We will do the same and compare notes next week. But now you must educate me.
Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Jason, I am a money-grubbing whore. You are. I've married my way into a rich family, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Unfortunately, my husband just died without writing me into the will. Uh, so what I'm going to do is cover up his death, sink his body to the bottom of a lake, and go to the big family reunion as if nothing ever happened. Hopefully I can endear myself to these nut jobs and uh, get out of here with a payday. Unfortunately, the dead bodies start turning up, and uh, turns out I might be next. Dementia 13, my man. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, 1964, if I'm not mistaken. It's a pretty good, more of a murder mystery yeah. than a horror type of a thing. Uh, shows up in a lot of public domain box sets also. Hmm. I think it is public domain. I don't know. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? I do ask. I do, too. Well, I am a bit of a scumbag. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed, indeed. <laughs> and I have, uh, I've rented a, a, a yacht and a camera crew. And I'm looking to make a quick buck down at uh, at the local lake for uh, I'm trying to make like a girls gone wild video is what I'm really trying to do. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, well endowed young ladies, most of them are actual adult film stars, and they're going to come down there, and I'm going to get them all liquored up. They're going to take their tops off, and I'm going to get myself a compilation video to sell on late night TV. I really hope that the uh, Local flora and fauna don't invade and start eating these young ladies and probably sink my rented yacht and uh, mess up my spray tan. Because if they do, I'm broke and I'm probably dead. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I'll drop some knowledge on you, baby. Bye. In the meantime, Jason, it has just come to my attention that you had something else you wanted to bring up. We didn't discuss Barbarian. You also watched Barbarian. Which both of us have seen. What did you think of that one? I was very intrigued. So much that I watched it the next day again. Okay. Uh, I was really, really, really hooked on the first act. Okay. Because, uh, well, I went into it completely blind. So did I. Had no insight to this movie at all. Yeah. So that <clears throat> really helped hook me for that opening act because I had no idea. I'm like, okay, clearly somebody's a bad guy here. Yeah, totally. Is it the dude? Is it the chick? I had just as much reason to distrust one as I did the other. Yeah. But at the same time, I had no reason to distrust either of them. Exactly. But that it's so drilled into our heads, being horror movie fans, that I, I was just like, okay, it has to be one of these people. Yeah. So I was caught, up, caught completely off guard. Very shocked. Yeah. At the abrupt end to act one. Yeah. And then the pacing changed to like act two with Justin Long really kind of yanked me out. Okay. Uh, and then kind of the, not the rapper, uh, a wrapper round, but I guess it kind of could be a third act. If you want to call it that, the, what gets revealed, mm-hmm. um, looked a little wonky to me, the big titted monster. Clearly CGI, right? Had to be. I think it's a dude in a suit. It could be. Yeah, I I know it's played by a guy. Oh, um, okay. Uh, in a big titted chick suit. Um, I wonder if that suit's for sale, <laughs> <laughs> or at least for rent. Maybe I could. Uh... Um, with that second viewing, 
like everything is lost on you. Right. You know where you're going. You know exactly the, the suspense of that great opening act is no no longer a thing. Now it's just like a 40-minute time span where right. two people are talking. Right. With, well, yeah. with, with zero suspense. And there's, I mean, there's a little bit of character development there, but nothing that's going to be pertinent later in the movie. Yeah. This is kind of, once upon a time, you and I made a movie that I wrote. And this is kind of what I had in mind for that movie. A movie that starts in the middle Mm -hmm. and then takes you to the end and then gets you back to the beginning. Didn't really work out for us, unfortunately. (laughs) But that's what I kind of felt like with this, is that you start with the the base idea. Yeah. And then you wonder how we got there. But before that, we have to finish that idea out. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about how we got there. And that's kind of what what it did. I was just... I guess if I had a problem with this... um, when we get to the Justin Long part, it yeah. almost becomes a comedy at certain at a certain level. And you, know, I do not like comedy in my horror movies. And I, up to this point, I had a tense movie. Yeah. And then I am slapped right in the face with like lightheartedness. Yeah. Uh, bright ocean front scenery. Yeah. Justin Long, yeah. who's a ray of sunshine on Earth. Totally. <laughs> um. So it really yanked me out. Uh, hard to get me back to that place. and Because then it starts kind of revealing some stuff about him, right. some dark stuff. But then it also, like, throws in, like, the, you know, this levity about him. Yeah. He's, you know, kind of an aloof character in a way. Right. But then the movie just has so many unanswered questions. So, so many unanswered questions. Like, where's everybody else down here? So if it's been roughly 40 years of all of this breeding and inbreeding and breeding on top of inbreeding, like where is everybody? I don't know. I don't don't either. So, I mean, I'm not, I, 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 I don't know. And I don't, without a sequel or a prequel to this, which I don't think we need because they're kind of all included in this nice package. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, so my understanding was that without giving too much away, um, the guy that we see in a lot of Rob Zombie movies yeah. was some kind of a serial abductor sure. and ended up breeding. Mm-hmm. And then this ogre was one <laughs> of his progeny. Right. Probably uh, killed or ate or whatever, the whatever other progeny were down there, but somehow kept him alive for 40 years in that subterranean situation. So, uh, seriously, so this is... It has to go into spoiler land, and I'm not trying to eat up too much of your time. No, with this, it's fine. But I, I really feel like these are really just gaping holes because the whole premise is this she beast wanted nothing more than to be a mother Correct. and to take care of some offspring. So right. there's no way it cannibalized the babies. Well, on the other hand, it's clearly, other than that bizarro VHS tape that was playing on a loop down there, it would clear, that lady, ogre, whatever you want to call it, mm. clearly would not be able to care for a newborn. So Yeah, I there, imagine if it threw a temper tantrum, crying, probably she'd probably bash its head it up the, against the wall. Give it the Skarsgård treatment. Right. So, but at the same time, that dude stayed alive all those years. Clearly, somebody was tending to him, which I assume was her. Exactly. If she can tend to him, why can't she tend to 
well, other tending things. tending to a, a full grown man is a lot easier than tending to a, a an infant. Mm-hmm. So that that if I had to try to explain it, that's my, that would be my rationale. Yeah. But if you just start the, the thing that really appealed to me about it, and I enjoyed it, I liked it a lot. I'll probably pick it up on Blu-ray. Seeing that Detroit neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is a complete wreck, yeah, and one immaculate house right in the middle of it, yeah, that alone, yeah, is the grounds for a, a good horror movie. Yeah, now, I'm already in at that. And point. and a lot of people were kind of touting its originality, but at the same time, I couldn't help but get. Uh, uh, don't breathe vibes. Yeah, totally. Set in Detroit, a very empty Detroit. Yeah, you've got some weird shit going on, subterranean. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I really got some vibes off of uh, Don't Breathe. I think there needs to be more horror movies in Detroit. That is like the perfect place if you can if you can do it without getting stabbed or something. <laughs> that's the hard part, I guess. Uh, I still enjoyed it, um, but unfortunately. I don't think it has a lot of rewatch rewatchability. No, and I like you said the the gravity of that initial yeah. is kind of lost once you've already seen it. You bet. I feel the same way about Get Out. Mm-hmm. Once you know the ending, it's kind of the magic is kind of lost. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, very cool. Yeah, Barbarian. Yep, good show. I thought give it a watch. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Join us next week for The Guest here in Alabama Month. Um, Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this this show. That helps our uh, uh, visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. (laughs) Support.paddedroompodcast.com, I think. Yes? Kill me. He's laughing. That means I did good. Uh, $5 donation gets you a shirt, a travel mug, some pornography, control of the month of December as of right now, and uh, a very cool thumbs up from me and Jason. (laughs) What else do you need in your life? Uh, In the meantime, I think that's going to be about it for us, for Jason Harrell, Buddy in Absentia, uh, weird rapists from the early 80s that keep chicks locked up well into their middle ages and possibly breed with them so that they can uh, roughhouse Justin Long. Um, People out in the woods, get a gun. Even if you're not a gun person, you should have one. There's fucking bobcats out there. You should at least have like a flare gun. Get something. You need a gun. It doesn't have to be like a rocket launcher or anything like that, but if a bear... Or even a like a family of rabid raccoons gets loose in your uh, garage. They're not messing around. You got a fucking problem on your hands, <laughs> and you're not going to solve it with a baseball bat, dude. Uh, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Why don't eggs tell each other jokes? Because they crack each other up.